At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, DraftKings Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin live from Bar Canada. At the D in downtown Las Vegas, guessing lines for week number 14 in the National Football League. In the process, of look back to week 13. How you doing, man? Good morning. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. You know, it was uh, quite a decision by the College Football Playoff Committee yesterday. We are going to have a, a I rare did the show yesterday under protest. Yeah, to you, the committee. You were you were very Sunday. strong in your opinions yesterday. <laughs> I've never heard a, a, it's garbage, a salty Kelly Bidlin yeah, like that. I, I get that everybody else is it, like You and me okay. are aligned. Yeah, you and me are steadfast. It's garbage. And so, along those lines, we're going to have a rare guessing lines drop-in today from the bear, Chris Felica, who is going to tell those of us who believe Florida State got robbed that we're all ridiculous. Or something like that. We'll find out what he has to say to us. There we go. We might have something to say back to him. That should be fun. We'll do that <laughs> like, later. This I hour. get it. Like I get that everybody else wants to see these four other teams. I get that. Right, part. but it's it doesn't make it okay. Ridiculous. Though. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and the justifications to me are crazy. But we'll get into that later. Uh, okay. My, you know, my favorite part of the whole thing is people who have been talking about who's in and out of the playoffs for like two months, and then this today they're like, "Oh, I'm glad we don't have to talk about that again." <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, you guys are glad. Uh, all right. Uh, we do this. First of all, how was your weekend in millions? How'd you do? 4-0 with Jags pending. 5-0 and for Young Gill. Boom. There we go. There you all go. Right. Now, I wish. Now, here's Good the thing. I was having a great year. and I was having a great year except for the one week five. Yep. And then the last two weeks, especially I Thanksgiving, I hit the skids. I know. Because I had a one and four that week. Yeah, too. I haven't checked the, the old standings in a few weeks. So, this is just a makeup for that week. So, I'm just trying to get back to where we were. Yeah. Which is, again, the 60% threshold, which is why we don't don't really talk about it that much. But we sort of flirt with it once again. And this is the thing about guessing lines, for those who are unfamiliar. Uh, I'm in a cocoon. I don't know the lines. It's a first reaction to what the upcoming week's NFL lines are. Last week, I said, I love these. I've made the four bets, four of my five, on the show itself. Two weeks ago, I said I didn't like it, and I got crushed. Uh, Typically this year, with the exception of a couple weeks, it has been gold doing this exercise. First, as always, uh, we start every guessing lines with a Circa Survivor update. Kelly, out of the original 9,267 entries, 54 remain. 24 got knocked out with the Stillers yesterday. 
one with the Saints, one with the Jets. 54 remain. By the way, 54 controlled as best as we could tell by 52 different people now. Okay. Only two people have two entries. 52 wow. have one entry. Only two people have two entries. Uh, that would be Champa Bay and Tua Lipa. Get it? Tua Lipa, not Dua Lipa. And Champa Bay, not Tampa Bay. Those are the two people that have two entries. Everybody else has one. 24 folks on the Jags tonight, so that might not be a final number after this. We not only have exceeded the percentage, remember after seven weeks how much further behind in terms of eliminations this year was than last. We have now exceeded it by percentage. We have exceeded it by, by it, there's fewer entries left now this year than there were at this time last year. That's wild. And the, last year was crazy. Right? Last like, year was the yeah, weirdest okay, thing okay. ever. We got it down from six that we, Circa got it down from 6,133 <laughs> to 125 in seven weeks. To this point, that 125 had only dwindled down to 70. Like these wow, were, yeah, those yeah. 125 were just strong yeah, the rest of the way through. For a while, yep. But this, because this is the, this was the chalkiest group, I think, in any survivor year in terms of just the aggregate of what these folks used to get to this point. Because there was never any, the like game theory folks like myself, we got crushed early. So good on these guys. 54, including our buddy, uh, Greg Jones, LA Jones, who, uh, whose mother died. He mistakenly clicked on the Packers on Thanksgiving. He's one of the 54 mm -hmm. that are still there. Um, so uh, our guy Tony Farmer's in there as well. Um, Paul, Howard's Paul sweet, Howard has one yesterday. left. Yep, yep. Paulie has one left. And then Adam Burke. Adam Burke is in Apparently this? Adam Burke has one. He has one there, a, a split entry one. He split with a buddy, I think. But, uh, yeah. That popped up in the Bill newsletter like last week or something. I had no idea about that. Adam Burke, yeah. baby. I had no idea. <laughs> Me either. Let's I had go. No idea. So All I right. think he's still alive too. Okay, so we we're aware of we're aware of several guys. Good luck to everybody. Great on you to have gotten this far. The intrinsic value of each of the remaining 54 at this moment. Remember, 24 could go down tonight if the Jags don't win. 54 left, $171,611.11. It's pretty, up there. <laughs> pretty good. All right, let's do this Thursday Night Football. What do we got? Oh, intro. Boom, you remembered. I remembered. <laughs> kind of. Sort of, kind of. Yes, it lies. Here we go, live from the deep. It's kind Thursday of like, Night Football. Kind of like low music on that one, though. It's kind of a weak intro. <laughs> Thursday Night yeah. Patriots and Steelers. Oh, that's a barn burner. Yeah, we yeah. The two and ten Patriots and the seven and five Steelers now. Patriots in just a I'm glad we're getting a few of these bad games out of the way. Uh, New England loses to the Chargers six to nothing. New England Chargers yesterday after the team after the teams traded three and outs. New England matriculated second and five at the Chargers thirty one. Ramondre fumbles. Tuli Tui Peloto. Uh, on the hit and recovery amounts to another couple trade of punts. Chargers then matriculate. Dicker, 38-yard field goal, 3 to nothing. Chargers, 9.09 left in the second quarter. Then after another trade of punts. <clears throat> By the way, the theme of today's guessing lines is trade of punts and trades of three and outs. After a trade of punts, New England three and out pinned at their own four. Bryce Berenger punt returned by Darius Davis, 34 yards, set up at the New England 27. 134 left in the second quarter. Dicker would add. Cameron Dicker, that is another field goal. This one from 38, 6 to nothing. Uh, two 38-yard field goals, six to nothing. Chargers with 44 seconds left in the second quarter. That would be the halftime. By the way, that would be all the scoring, because at, first of all, at halftime the stats 118 to 107 in total yards 
That's how that game was going. 11 first downs total and nine punts in the first half of that game. Second half after a Chargers three and out. New England fourth and three at the Chargers 38. Zappy got four. All it did was lead to another punt. Then another trade of punts and another LA, uh, another LA punt. New England gets it to fourth and five at the Chargers 30. Remember, they're only down six. Zappy sacked by Derwin James. 6.58 to go. Chargers forced a punt again, but New England was stopped fourth and eight at their own 42 on a Zappy incompletion. Chargers would never give it back. Six to nothing. That was the game. Zappy, 13 forward completed passes for 25, 141. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked five times. By the way, do you see the Ben Fox uh, tweet on this? Ben Fox, uh, formerly of VEASAN, formerly ESPN, he was, he was uh, tweeting about how the Patriots are the first team ever to lose three straight games. Sent you that one yesterday. Here it is. Uh, this is courtesy of Doug Clawson from Ben Fox. First team since 1938 to lose three straight games, allowing 10 or fewer points in each one. I sent you this one yesterday, 1938 Chicago Cardinals. You could forget that team oh, of course, in yeah. 1938. How bad is that? Or, or as Jabril Peppers said, I don't know if you caught this too, his former teammate Saquon <laughs> Barkley last, last week after the game, uh, lamenting how the uh, Giants were able to beat his Patriots. He goes, uh, you lucky we A, bro. I don't think I could say the A word. Am I allowed? Yeah, you can. Oh, you can? <laughs> you lucky we asked, bro. Emerson throw Jabril Peppers. I really can't rank them. I don't know. Uh, okay, Pittsburgh. That's who they're playing? Pittsburgh loses to the Cardinals. Boswell, 29-yard field goal, 3 to nothing. Pittsburgh yesterday. Then an Arizona 3-and-out. Then a Pittsburgh 3-and-out. Then a Prater 51-yard field goal, knotted it up at 3 apiece. Pittsburgh punt. Arizona 3-and-out. Pittsburgh 3-and-out. Arizona punt. Pittsburgh matriculates. They get it to fourth and goal at the one. That after Pickett hurt his ankle on third on the third down run to get it to the one. They go into shotgun. Najee stuffed by Kevin Strong. 451 left in the second quarter. And then the Cardinals from their own one go 99 yards through the rain on 15 plays. Convert five third downs along the way. Murray to Trey McBride from five out. 10 to three Arizona. That would be the halftime score. There were 15 seconds left in the half at that point. By the way, that after Gene Steratore told us that the previous play was a touchdown when it so clearly was not. He was like, ah, oh, it's a touchdown. No, it wasn't. He dropped the ball. Uh, by the way, fans evacuated from the stands at the half. Weather delay. Third quarter finally gets going about, you know, when the fourth quarters of the other games were starting. After an Arizona three and out, Pittsburgh second and nine at their own 30. Trubisky now in. Can't handle the low snap. Fumble. Dante Stills recovers. Arizona set up at the Pittsburgh 21. They get a flag in the end zone on Joey Porter Jr. on Dorch. That led to a Connor one-yard touchdown. 17-3 Arizona. 7-18 to go. Another weather delay. Now imagine being one of the 24 who had, 24 survivor guys who had the Steelers oh, <laughs> sitting through these weather delays, kind of knowing you're not going to win this. Yeah. Um out of the delay, here's where you knew Pittsburgh wasn't going to win. Out of delay, Boswell, 45-yard field goal try wide right. That was kind of the deflator of them all. Arizona punt, but they pinned Pittsburgh at their own four, and after a three and out, after gaining only five yards, and a punt that a uh, face mask, a punt return, rather, with a face mask attached to a seven-yard gain, Arizona takes over at the Pittsburgh 33. Four plays later, Connor in from nine, 24-3 Arizona, 8-28 to go. Pittsburgh would add a touchdown to make it 24-10, Trubisky to Deontay. 4.25 to go. You're down two scores. You know what Mike Tomlin does? Kicks it away. Kicks it away. What are you, yeah, what are you doing? That man? was bad. Try, try an onside kick. What are that you doing? That was bad. Pittsburgh would never see the ball again. Ball game, 24 to 10, 24 survivors out. Pickett, 7 for 10 for 70. He's getting surgery, Kelly. He's expected to miss anywhere from between two to four weeks. 
Trubisky was 11 of 17 in relief for 117, one touchdown. He did lose a fumble. This is a... How's everybody getting surgery, by the way, these days and back in like two weeks? Bro, I said the same thing. <laughs> like, Jonathan Taylor, getting, Kenny Pickett. Like, I half expected, we'll get to the Houston later, but I half expected that like, Tank Dell broke his fibula. He'll be back the week after next. <laughs> like, I like that we have this yeah. short IR now, yeah. but it's like, yeah, we're not going to put him on IR. He's getting surgery, but he'll be back in two weeks. Aaron Rodgers is doing this to people. Right, yeah. By the way, they're four and eight. Can we stop with the Aaron Rodgers stuff already, please? Uh, New England at Pittsburgh. Is that what this yep. Drek game is? Uh, Pittsburgh in no man's land. Five and a half. Pittsburgh Steelers at DraftKings right now. Six point favorites. Six point favorites. That is pretty much the case everywhere. You want to take Pittsburgh, but do you trust Pittsburgh? No, not at all. I don't either. I mean, and it's going to be Trubisky, right? Like, yeah. is it is it way worse than Kenny Pickett? No, no. but it's worse than Pickett, in my opinion, nah, still. I don't know if it is. Okay. I, I mean, yeah. I don't think it's much. I don't yeah. think it's much. I think it's a slight downgrade, though. There's nothing here for me. NBA Cup that night. That's probably. <laughs> you going? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Good for you. Good for you. Thursday night semis for the in-season tournament. Got to get through the quarters tomorrow and uh, Wednesday night first. More guessing lines. Week 14 coming back. Numbers game. Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare here are three reasons zen is america's number one nicotine pouch we use food grade ingredients we have a wide selection of varieties and they all come in two strengths Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge this college football season, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. And our college bowl betting guide where you get picks for every bowl game. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VSIN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 and become part of the sports betting network that's v-s-i-n slash subscribe skill alexander it's kelly bidlin guessing lines for week 14 i don't think there's ever been a better guessing line season kelly in terms of leading us to winners i don't really yeah i don't I, it's been tried in every week but two this year it has been gold by the way uh the megapod being a even tighter subset of that has been spectacular uh, Todd, Will, and I with the guests have been great, too. Ace on this past one. And everybody's killing it, man. Everybody's absolutely killing it. So couldn't be happier with that. By the way, uh, Brock Purdy, we'll get to the Niners in a bit when they come up on the schedule. But uh, the latest look at the DraftKings MVP market, Brock Purdy is now your co-short shot. 3-1 to one, along with Dak Prescott. Jalen Hurts plus 350. 
Tua, 7-1. Lamar, 9-1. Patrick May Holmes, 9-1. And Tyreek, down to 16-1. I got a 75-1 on Reek, and I got a 16-1 on Purdy. By the way, Purdy, just conventional stats. Pass rating, completion percentage, touchdowns per attempt, yards per attempt. That's yards per attempt, yards per completion. First, 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 first. He's been awesome. He's been absolutely awesome. First. The, the odds now seem correct. That is correct. That That's the way I would put it. And I'm just going to let everybody know it's uh, pretty propaganda week here on the show. <laughs> hey, uh, look, look, I think Dak belongs, belongs up there, too, and he is, right? I think the odds, are, the odds are... Reflect the race properly now. If the Niners are the number one seed, Purdy's getting it. Is that what your your operating uh, problem assumption is right now? Probably. I think so too. Um, I mean, I think the odds are kind of, are like correct now. Finally, I do too. I st if, I still, if I had to make a bet today, it would still be on Brock Purdy. Cleve Ta uh, will be on the show tomorrow to talk about it, and hopefully <clears throat> later in the week, the great Ethan Strauss. We shall see. Let's do some more. Week fourteen. All right, Sunday early window: Buccaneers at Falcons. Oh, I'm glad we're getting the bad ones out of the way, at least from yesterday's <laughs> games. Tampa Bay and Atlanta, this has big NFC South implications. Atlanta leads the NFC South at 6-6. Six to six. Tampa Bay knocking at the dough, 5-7. and seven. Tampa Bay uh, against Carolina yesterday after a Tampa Bay punt to Carolina 3 and out. Tampa went 57 yards. Rashad White in from 1-7-0. Tampa 6-0-8 left first quarter. Pinheiro added a field goal for Carolina and make it 7-3 early second quarter. A deluge in Tampa. I mean, it was pouring among yeah. many games yesterday where the weather was inclement. Tampa Bay 3 and out. Carolina 3 and out. Tampa Bay 3 and out. Carolina punt. This was football yesterday. Mayfield, an awful pick by Xavier Woods where Baker just threw the ball up in the air, jump ball. Carolina 3 and out. Tampa Bay punt. Carolina end of the half. <laughs> 7 to 3 at halftime. <laughs> so bad. Third quarter. Team straight 3 and outs twice. Twice. Then Carolina goes 65 yards on seven plays. Hubbard in from one. 10 to 7. Kakalaki. This is the thing. Carolina does this every game. They're down, and then the early third quarter, they have this moment where they're we'll like, burst. wait a minute, wait one second. Uh, it's happened so many times this year. Uh, it lasted one offensive play. Tampa Bay, one play, 75 yards. Baker to Evans for 75. 14 to 10, Tampa Bay. 454 left third quarter. Then the team's traded another three, a pair of three and outs, another pair of three and outs. Then a Carolina punt. Tampa Bay goes 67 yards, seven plays. Godwin in from nine. He hasn't scored in forever. 21 to 10, Tampa Bay, 11.36 to go. Carolina, though, for those that bet them, they had one last gasp. Fourth and six of the Tampa Bay 38. Bryce to Chark for 32 plays later. Hubbard in from one. Not a gasp, but reality. They go for two. Young's face mask was wrenched. Then from the one, Young in. 21 to 18, Tampa Bay. 5.02 left in the fourth quarter. Tampa Bay punt Carolina. Down three. Gets the ball back, but stopped on downs when Bryce is picked by Antoine Winfield Jr. on fourth and one from their own 40. 2.14 to go. Carolina with two timeouts and the two-minute warning, but the Bucks got their first down. They never gave the ball back ball game. 21-18, Tampa Bay. Carolina folks do get the money, though, um, on this one. Mayfield, 14 of 29 for 202. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked once. Evans, 7 for 162 and a touch. Ten straight seasons start his NFL career with over 1,000 yards. Only Jerry Rice has more with 11. That's incredible. It is incredible. Model wow. of consistency. Uh, they're taking on Atlanta in a big game next week. Atlanta and the Jets. Oh, God, there's another one. After the team's traded punts twice, Atlanta pinned at their own two. Bijan tackled for a safety by Quinn and Williams. Two to nothing, Jets. Late first quarter, Jets' third safety of the year. After a trade of three and outs, Jets first and 15 at their own 39. Dalvin Cook hit by Nate Landman. Fumbles recovered by D. Alford of the Jets, 47. 13-11 left second quarter. Six plays later, Ritter to Michael Pruitt from 20 out. 7-2. to two. 
I was about to say Braves because of that score. Falcons, 10-04 left second quarter. Zerline would get a 27-yard field goal to make it 7-5 late second quarter. Then after the team's traded punts, Atlanta would get a coup. 22-yard field goal, 10-5 Atlanta at the half. Third quarter opening drive, Zerline, 46-yard field goal, 10-8. Then coup, 42-yard field goal, 13-8. 3.38 left third quarter. Then a, and a Jets three and out. And Atlanta three and out. You get the theme today. Then second and nine at their own 43. Boyle picked by Jesse Bates. Boyle benched. Team's trade punts again. Then three and outs again. Then Atlanta three and out again. Then first and 10 at the Atlanta 48. 2.52 to go. Trevor Simeon, who's in for Boyle, sacked by Richie Grant. Ruled a fumble after a long review. Andre Smith Jr. recovers another Atlanta three and out. Jets take over at their own seven, down five with 153 to go. Kelly, they get a couple first, but fourth and 17 at their own 30. Simeon incomplete. Turn it over on downs ball game. 13 to eight Atlanta. What a game. And by what a game, I mean what a crap game. You did a great job making this sound exciting. Oh, it was so great. <laughs> Ritter, 12 of 27. 12 completed forward passes in victory for 121. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked three times. They were outgained by the Jets 259 to 194. But they were plus three in turnovers. That led to plus seven Atlanta net points. That's your margin. Atlanta wins it by five, 13 to eight. So Atlanta leads the NFC South. Big game, though. Uh, I will say Atlanta, I'll cut the. I'll split the difference between a field goal and a pick. Minus one and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Two and a half. So close there. Well, I can squeeze one more and let's do one more. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go early window. Lions at the Bears. Lions back off the schneid with a win here against the Saints. They're nine and three now. They'll get to the playoffs. They'll win that division at the feisty four and eight Bears. Detroit against the Saints yesterday. They went 80 yards and seven. I mean, this game is so... This is like what Baltimore did to Detroit, but in reverse early. Detroit went 80 yards in seven plays. Montgomery in from two, seven to nothing Detroit. First play for New Orleans, car picked by Brian Branch. Detroit, three plays, 17 yards. Goff to Laporta from 13 down, 14 to nothing Lions. 10-24 left in the first quarter. We're still not even five minutes into the game. Then after a New Orleans three and out, Detroit goes 54 yards in three plays. Goff to St. Brown for 25. 21 nothing Detroit. We're not even halfway through the first quarter. First quarter stats, 148 to 33. Total yards advantage for Detroit. Uh, then the teams traded three and outs, and another trade of punts. New Orleans then wakes up. They go 84 yards on 13 plays. Car to Graham. Remember Jimmy Graham in a Saints uniform? Yeah. I was wondering where he was hanging Car out. Car to Graham. For sure. six. Touchdown, 21-7 to Detroit, 9.08 left second quarter. Uh, then after the teams traded three and outs, Riley Patterson, 26-yard field goal, adds to the Detroit lead. So it's 24-7 lines at the half. First half stats, 224-123. to 123. Total yards advantage for Detroit. And then a little something happened. New Orleans... Made a run. Opening drive, New Orleans goes 75 yards, 10 plays of the second half. Kamara in from 2, 24-14, New Orleans. After a Detroit three and out, New Orleans goes 62 yards, 7 plays. Hill in from 1, 24-21, Detroit, 4-34, left third quarter. We got ourselves a ball game. Nah, no, we don't. Detroit gets a Patterson 32-yard field goal to make it 27-21 to end the third quarter. And then first play ensuing drive. Here is where Carr, Card, and the Saints sainted. Is that a thing? Carr fumbles when, the, uh, when his left guard, James Hurst, arm hits him. Recovered by Tracy Walker. That's set up Detroit at the New Orleans 26. Two plays later, Jamison Williams in from 19. Two-point try fails, 33-21 Detroit, 14.07 to go. Subsequent drive, third and 17 at their own 48. 10.23 to go. Carr hurt on a completion to Alvin Kamara. Knocked out of the game. Roughing was called, so it set up New Orleans at the Detroit 29, but Jamis was in. He goes to Olave, the most Jamis play ever, off a Brian Branch <laughs> tip for 30 yards. Three plays later, Jerry. Uh, three plays later, he, that happened. Jerry Jacobs actually could have picked the ball off, and probably could have taken it to the house. Yep. But instead, it tips to to his receiver. Kamara in from one. Two plays after that, 33-28 Detroit. Halfway through the fourth quarter, exactly. Detroit three and out when Montgomery couldn't haul in a third down pass. 
So New Orleans gets the ball down five. They get it to fourth and six of the Detroit 40, but Winston can't connect with Olave. He was way off on a couple passes before oh, that, yeah. too. Uh, New Orleans would never see the ball again. There's a lot of that on the show today, and they would never see the ball again. Uh, that was it. Uh, Detroit converting a golf to Reynolds 12-yard pass on third and nine at the New Orleans 46 with 154 to go. If that's incomplete, what a mistake that would have been because it would have given New Orleans the ball back. They had no timeouts, I don't believe, or maybe one at the time. So the it, the fact that they were that they went for it and risked the incomplete pass was huge. Yeah. Instead, it's converted, and the Lions win at 33-28. Goff, 16 of 25 for 213. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Laporta, 9 for 140 and a touchdown. Detroit plus two in turnovers. That led directly to plus 13 net Detroit points. I'll say Detroit on the road at Chicago. I don't think this will be as high as it would have been a couple weeks back. I'll say minus four and a half. Pretty big movement on this game this morning. I'm just checking. I think this is the biggest mover so far. Opened five yesterday at DraftKings. We are down to three and a half, basically. Whoa, yep. shorter than even I thought. Yeah. I thought I was being Mr. Short here with this one. I mean, it's crazy. What you got the Bears coming. The Bears. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Bears took a lot of time to prep for this game after just playing the Lions. Here, I thought I was all clever about it. All right, we'll get back. More week 14 lines to guess. Looking for value, that's the point. Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin, live from Bar Canada at the D here in downtown Las Vegas. Just looking at uh, my 5-0 and o here, Kelly, and this is the thing with ATS and the NFL preflop and contests that last a whole season. You have got to have the Plinko shine on you. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, it is just, I was, you know, if, if the Jaguars cover tonight, I think Fezzik's in first. Whew. And I was saying to him, I was like, you got two Plinkos this week, boy, already. And he goes, I've had Plinko all year. Yeah. Because he, he admits it. And my 5-0, and oh, like I look at it, I'm like, oh, three of them were totally Plinko. Yeah, mine are silly. Like, I don't know, yeah. about, I don't know about yours, but I had, I had Chargers. I did. That's <laughs> I, one of mine. I had Falcons. <laughs> no, I had the Colts. That was a Plinko. Okay, I didn't have yeah. that one. I had Rams. <laughs> I did not have that. And I had Lions. I did not what, have I mean, that. what is the combined point? Like, what's the combined uh, victory my, margin there? Yeah, my Plinkos were Chargers, Colts, and Texans. <laughs> yeah, like just, just as bad. I mean, yeah. come on, what are yeah. we talking the about? The other two were good, but those were I like. I was like, so you have to really. Know, but now, forget that. Listen to this. This is a, we get tweets at beat the book. I just want to read this one. J D Emmons, our buddy J D. Um, 
He says, I am sitting on an 868 to 1 parlay. What? Let me, re- let me repeat that. He is sitting on an 868 to 1 parlay. It's a change. <laughs> of all eight NFL divisions I made in June that now has odds of, are you ready for this? Plus 190. He says, question is, why the hell would a seemingly sane man bet on the NFC South? Here's who he got. You ready for this? Yeah. Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Ravens. Looking good. Yeah. Niners. Yeah. Eagles, sure. Chiefs, yeah. Jags, okay. Lions, uh huh. Falcons. <laughs> oh man, let's go, JD. That's the pro- outstanding. The, pro- the problem is, like, it's such a great ticket, and he's in such a good spot. Except what could possibly go wrong? But, like, you don't have, it's not like the NFC South's a division where you could easily go and, like, bet another team to also, win it. Also, some of the there's, ones like, we, three teams in the race. Also, some of the other ones that we mentioned that are looking good right now. They're like, looking good I right mean, now. I mean, like, yeah. the, the Eagles could not win. Right, right? Absolutely. Like, right? There's a, there's a couple of those. Uh, it's just so good that he has this 868 to 1. Man, I hope you put more than a couple shekels on that, though. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking over standings right now. Like, the, yeah, the Eagles are your next most concerning. Next most t- concerning. Team. Yeah. Yeah. All it's right. Incredible. Let's try to squeeze in a couple here. Uh, all right. Sunday early window. Colts at Bengals. Seven and five Colts. What I tell you? And the five and six Bengals who uh, play tonight, sight unseen. Colts beat Tennessee yesterday. How? <sighs> Oh, my God. Al is right. Tennessee goes 64 yards in four plays. Henry in from 22. Seven to nothing. Titans 140 in the game. Indianapolis comes right back. 56 yards in three plays after a 36-yard McKenzie return. Minshew to Alec Pierce for 36. We're tied at seven. 255 into the ballgame. After a trade of punts, Tennessee has it third and 10 at their own 40. Levis sacked by Samson Ebukam. Ball goes forward. Recovered by Julian Blackman. Then Levis hits him. He fumbles and Levis recovers. Leads to a folk 24-yard field goal. 10-7, Tennessee. 13 seconds left, first quarter. After an Indianapolis three and out, Tennessee goes 77 yards on eight plays. Henry in from five. 17-7, Titans. 10-22, second quarter. Every Colts game seems to go this way, by the way. Um, yeah. Matt Gay, 23-yard field goal. 17-10, Titans. 7-39 left, second quarter. Then after a Tennessee three and out, big Minshew to Kylan Granson. 46-yard play to the Tennessee six. But three plays later, Minshew sacked by Danico Autry. Fumbles. Elijah Molden recovers. 148 left in the second quarter. But then after a Tennessee three and out, Matt Gay did get a 46-yard field goal. 17-13 Titans at the half. Third quarter opening drive. Fourth and two at the Tennessee 41. Granted for two. First down. That led to a Matt Gay 23-yard field goal. 17-16 Tennessee. 4.57 left third quarter. A 19-play drive to get that field goal. Goodness. After a trade of three and outs, another three and out for Tennessee. This time, Ryan Stonehouse. His punt blocked. Grant Stewart, 18 yards to the house, 22 to 17. Colts, they're going to take in the two-point conversion too, right? Wrong pick by Amani Hooker. Two points the other way. <laughs> 22 to 19 instead of being up seven, perhaps. They're only up three with 19 seconds left in the third quarter. I was so confused on the air yesterday with what happened during that. <laughs> oh, because you don't have the audio? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm uh, like, wait, they scored a touchdown. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, the old two-point conversion the other way. Uh, Tennessee three and out, surviving a Levis fumble, by the way. Stonehouse back in punt formation again. This time, not only was the punt blocked, but Tony Brown was up in his grill. He didn't even have to extend his arms. He's like standing in front of him. Stonehouse, so close to him that Stonehouse actually got hurt on the play. Uh, Indianapolis had to settle for a gay 28-yard field goal. 25-19 to Colts, 11-34 to go. Then Tennessee, first play of the next drive, Henry is hurt on the drive's first play, but the Titans do go 75 yards. Levis to Hopkins from three out. 25-25, extra point to take the lead. No good. 
We're still tied at 25. What a moment that would turn out to be. Colts three and out. Then a Tennessee punt, by the way, by Folk now, because Stonehouse is out of the game. So Folk is punting as well. So apparently kickers can punt, but punters can't kick the Matt Brown axiom, as we learned. Which is true. It's interesting. Right? Like, we uh, do see that just often. Just a brief yeah. parenthetical yeah. aside. <laughs> uh, Indianapolis takes over at their own 30. 2.27 to go. We're tied at 25. They get it to fourth and one. And uh, they're in their own territory. They elect to punt. Hmm. Interesting at the moment. Tennessee takes over at their own 22 with 113 to go. They cross midfield, but then they go backwards on two consecutive plays. Jesus Christ, they're going the wrong way. <laughs> they have to punt, too. Colts get it back with 13 seconds left at their own 22, and uh, they have the bright idea of passing the ball. Minshew almost gets the ball picked off at point-blank range. What was that? And Steichen goes, uh, why don't we go to overtime? <laughs> and they do. Uh, overtime, Tennessee wins the toss. Folk, 46-yard field goal, 28-25. Tennessee, 419 to go. Indianapolis, first and 10 at their own 41. Minshew to Alec Pierce for 55. Double nickels to the Tennessee four. Two plays later, Minshew to Pittman Jr. Touchdown. Colts win it, never in doubt, 31-28. Those of us who had the Colts get the money. Ball game, Minshew, 26 for 42 for 312. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. He lost the fumble. Pittman Jr., 11 for 105 and a touchdown. Pierce, three for 100 and a touchdown. They're at Cincinnati, who plays tonight. Uh, sight unseen on the Bengals. I'll say the Colts minus three on the road as a placeholder here. Colts two and a half right now at DraftKings. Two yeah, and get half. a little more respect week after week on the Colts. Yep. Yeah, this is uh, two I and a half painted right now, but we'll see what the Bengals do tonight. That might change things. Again, the three AFC teams that are currently in wild card position, your quarterbacks would be currently Mitch Trubisky, Joe Flacco, and Gardner Minshew. Let's do one more. Whatever happened to Alec Pierce, man? Like That was crazy seeing him yesterday. Yeah. Uh, early window, we'll roll with Jags. Jags at Browns. Okay, the Jags who have not played, they play the Bengals tonight. You don't have any play in tonight's game, do you? Well, I have the Jags tied into a teaser from last week. And you got them in the contest. Yeah, and I'm trying, in the trying contest, to have yeah. matching five and O's on this show, Let's baby. Go. Let's, Let's go. go. Jaguars at Cleveland. Jaguars play tonight. Cleveland, they lose to the Rams in a game that cosmetically on the scoreboard, 36 to 19, does not indicate at all how close this game was. Uh, Cleveland goes 75 yards on nine plays. Flacco passes for 65 of them to Jerome Ford for 24 of the touchdown. Seven to nothing. Cleveland, you're like, whoa, this dude is way better than DTR and PJ Walker. Like, <laughs> it's so sad. I like, know. why didn't the Jets get him back? Uh, Haversick, 44 yard field goal for the Rams, cuts it to seven to three. Cleveland, three and out. Then the Rams, two plays, 79 yards. Stafford to Puka Nakua. If C.J. Stroud didn't exist, he's the dude. 70 yards on the play. 10-7 Rams, 3.59 left first quarter. Then after a Browns punt, Haversek would miss a 43-yard field goal, try badly wide right. First play, second quarter. Cleveland, uh, for, that was the first play of the second quarter. Cleveland then would punt. They'd trade three and outs. Rams punt on a drive in which Nakua would get hurt briefly. Looked like he'd be out of the game and maybe even out of the season. He would end up coming back. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. It, it looked like it was in serious pain. And then, like, all I'm getting on alerts on my phone and stuff are, are cramps. Yeah. I'm like, what? And like, the next thing you know is, like, sprinting down the field with the ball. Uh, they trade three and outs. Hopkins, 40-yard field goal. 10-10, to 10, 206 left in the second quarter. Haversek would kick a 28-yard field goal to make it 13-10 Rams at the half. Third quarter after a Rams punt. Hopkins, 24-yard field goal, tied up at 13, 458 left third quarter. Then the Rams go 75 yards on seven plays. Stafford to Demarcus Robinson for seven. That after they hooked up for 30 yards, two plays before that. 20 to 13, Rams, 39 seconds left third quarter. But then Cleveland goes 75 yards on 13 plays. Flacco to Harrison Bryant from eight out, 20 to 19. Hopkins to tie the game, and he misses it. The Dustin Hopkins experience, everybody. 
Rams three and out after Demarcus Robinson penalty wipes out a huge would-be Nakua gain. Cleveland takes over down one with 6.51 to go. You like how I threw in the Nakua gain, the would-be Nakua gain? <laughs> yep. uh, Cleveland takes over down one with 6.51 to go. They're only down one. They've got the ball. But first play ensuing drive, Flacco picked by John Johnson, the third deep, 42-yard return. That would set up uh, the Rams at the Cleveland 24. Five plays, Stafford to cut from three out, 27-19 Rams, 348 to go. Then a Cleveland four and out after they had third and one. The Rams were set up at the Cleveland 30 with 229 to go. Five plays, Kyron Williams in from one, 34-19 Rams. Add a safety from Aaron Donald, 36-19 ball game. Flacco, 23 of 44 for 254. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. The most yards passing by a Cleveland quarterback since Deshaun in week three. And remember, it was a one-point game with like six minutes left. Jacksonville minus four as a placeholder. Jacksonville minus three. Already bet in, Mike. Yeah, that might be a bet right there. Not that. a big one. I mean, I think especially with Jacksonville playing tonight, yeah, you we'll got to go a little lighter. You got to tread lightly. A little break with Chris Felica. He'll tell us why us FSU folks are wrong. That's next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin, live from Bar Canada at the D here in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, we usually don't do anything on Mondays during Guessing Lines except for Guess the Lines. Uh, but we wanted to take a little moment uh, for a drop-in from the Bear, from Fox Sports, Chris Felica. That after, of course, yesterday, Florida State was left out of the college football playoff. They were uh, ranked fifth despite going undefeated as a Power Five conference champion. In case you uh, missed it, head coach Mike Norvell, once he gathered himself, uh, quote, I am disgusted and, infuri and infuriated with the committee's decision today to have what was earned on the field taken away because of a small, uh, because a small group of people decided they knew better than the results of the games. What's the point of playing games? Do you tell players it's okay to quit if someone goes down? Do you not play a senior or senior day for fear of injury? Where's the motivation to schedule challenging non-conference games? We're not only an undefeated Power 5 conference champ, but we also played two Power 5 non-conference games away from home and won both of them. Jordan Travis, the injured Jordan Travis, whose injury is at the center of all of this, uh, said, I wish my leg broke earlier in the season so y'all could see this team as much more than the quarterback. And finally, Michael Alford, FSU's athletic director, he had a lot to say, uh, including the consequences of giving into a narrative of the moment are destructive, far-reaching, and permanent, not just for Florida State, but college football as a whole. Uh, the fact that this team has continued to close out victories in dominant fashion facing our current quarterback situation should have enhanced in capitals our case to get a playoff berth earned in capitals on the field. Instead, the committee decided to elevate themselves and quote-unquote make history today by departing from what makes this sport great. 
by excluding an undefeated Power 5 conference champ for the first time since the advent of the BCS-CFP era that began 25 years ago. He goes on to call the decision ridiculous. He calls he goes on to call the committee prognosticators. Um, Chris Velika, first of all, thanks for joining us. Tell me and Kelly, Kelly, a FSU grad, me who really is, uh, I, I said I wasn't going to be outraged. I was a little more outraged than I thought yesterday, quite frankly. Tell us why we're wrong. We're wrong because the committee utilized the, the, the protocols and the criteria that they have in place, which, which personally, that's the biggest shock in this all to me, is that they actually followed through with the protocols and the criteria that they have in place, where yes, if they were talking about best, like they said all along, and using the availability of players matters, it was an easy decision because you cannot tell me on the feet, watching what Florida State was the last two weeks on the offensive side of the ball with their backup quarterbacks in there and their inability to, to complete a forward pass that they were one of the best four teams. And, that's, and, and maybe I'm oversimplifying it. Maybe I'm using too much common sense and logic. Maybe I'm being true, too truthful and harsh in what Florida State would be moving forward. But... You don't want to come totally throw out everything they did before the year, but everything that they did with Jordan Travis is kind of minimalized because that's not the team that they have on the field now. That's not the team that they were going to have on the field in, in the playoff. Is it right? Is it wrong? Is it fair? Is it cruel? Whatever you want to decide. Yeah, but the committee, that's why we have a committee. That's why it's no longer just BCS rankings or or, or poll, and you take it, it's it's a, to evaluate everything in there. I think the committee got down. If you want to be super, if you want to be super harsh and super true, and you say to anybody who are the best four teams, I think the best four teams probably are Alabama, Georgia, uh, Texas, and Michigan. But you're not going to leave Washington out as well because Washington is is a full complete team right now, and they went undefeated in the league that I think a lot of people for most of the year thought that was the best conference in the, in the power five. So do I get where Florida state fans are coming from? True. <clears throat> and I know I'm, I know I'm going on a little rant here, but don't go crying and shed a tear for Florida state. They've been on the right side of this more often than not. 93, they lost a regular season game to Notre Dame, wound up in, with the same regular, with the same overall record. They got awarded a national title and Notre Dame finished second, despite beating Florida state head to head. 98, they backed their way into a call into, into the BCS title game the first year with with Marcus outs and a backup quarterback there, and I think they're still struggling struggling to get a first down uh, against the balls. 2000, they lost a head-to-head -head game against Miami in the BCS era. Somehow they they wound up playing for the BCS title, scored couldn't score an offensive point against Oklahoma. So while this one hurts, Florida State's been on the right side of these controversies and gotten the benefit of the doubt more often than not. I know that doesn't make up for this year. But I, like I said, I think the biggest shock in all of this is that they, there wasn't a human element in there to be like, yeah, I know they're not one of the best four. I know that they, they, they lost their quarterback. Well, we're still going to put him in. But the fact that that human element didn't come through and the committee actually utilized their protocols to put, to put Alabama in, that, that was the most surprising part of this to me. Chris, I could not disagree with you more on, on, <laughs> on almost every count. And I'll tell you why. I said this last week. <laughs> This is, to me, it's about subjectivity versus objectivity. Um, I, the, the committee is projecting forward. 
They are prognosticating. They are not relying on what actually, what, what the facts are of what happened. Uh, and by the way, if you want to talk about this best thing, well, they had FSU ranked ahead of Georgia in the end, five versus six. So that all goes out the window, too. I don't want to hear about the Vegas thing, because Georgia would be a 13-and-a-half-point yeah. favorite. Do you, do you, do you know me, why they had Florida State ranked ahead of Georgia, though? Because one of their criteria that they utilize are conference champs. Florida State was a conference champ, and Georgia Chris, it was not. It doesn't, refute, so it, doesn't, it doesn't refute my point. Let me finish. Um, the, the people who are saying, oh, Cardale Jones was different. He won 59 to nothing against Wisconsin in a conference championship. Correct. Hold on. Hold on. This guy, Brock Glenn, wasn't going to play in the semifinals. It was going to be Rotomaker. They have no idea. They think they know how good Rotomaker is going to be. They have no idea how good he's going to be. So that's a completely subjective. Florida. You played against Florida. That, it, it's one game, dude. It's one game. They have no idea how good he's going to be, and he's been, and he's been credible on the football field. You don't know. You got, Chris, college football guys get games wrong every week. Hundreds right. of games oh, I got a year. lot of them wrong. Oregon. Everybody thought Oregon was going to crush UW. It didn't happen. Like, I mean, the notion that they would determine a, a team. You, these college football players showed up for a college football season with a Power 5 schedule. They beat every team in front of them. And to tell them at the end, sorry, buddy, that wasn't good enough, for the first time ever, because they decided an injury was, was so significant that they were going to keep them out. To me, it is nothing but a committee deciding to themselves, we'd rather piss these guys off than Alabama or Texas, so we're going to go with it. By the way, I just want to say one other thing. And this to me was, and I know these are your former colleagues, and I really like them on air. I think Reese is great at his job, Reese Davis, and I think Kirk Herbstreet is great at his job. But I thought yesterday was not their finest moment because you have an Ohio State guy in Kirk and you have an Alabama guy in Reese. You do have an Ohio State guy in Joey Galloway. I thought, by the way, that Greg McElroy was biting his tongue hard. And dare I say that I can't believe that I agree with Booger. Booger was the only guy making sense yesterday. <clears throat> he was the only guy making sense. Jump on if you want. Um, yep. The fact that, that Kirk got to the point where he was like, oh, if this had happened to, and then he started to think carefully about what he was saying, Michigan with McCarthy or, or UW or whatever, notice he didn't say Alabama or Ohio State. First of all, I disagree with him entirely that it would have been the same with even Michigan. It absolutely would not have been the case with Alabama or Ohio State, and you will never get me to believe that it would have been. That, to me, it's like, it is completely, let's call it what it was. I just... I object to the people who are saying, well, it's so it's because of this and they wouldn't have been any good. You don't know. You don't. I think it's a travesty and I think it's not a sport. It's an exhibition. This was a wonderful 2023 college football exhibition. I give you the what last I would word. Say, what I would say in regards to what you did about Kurt, I think it would have been the exact same and that they would have evaluated the team based on how, how the backup quarterbacks would have done. And, and that's ultimately how they would have decided. I mean, the amazing thing is that the drop-off at quarterback was so great from what Florida State had at the starter to number two to number three. That, that, that was the amazing thing. Whereas at Alabama, you, you had Tua and Mac Jones and Jalen Hurts, and there was no drop-off. And at, at Ohio State, you had uh, Braxton Miller to, to JT Barrett to Carl Dale Jones. Like, they were lying. Like, the fact that there was such a drop-off is, I think, why Mike Norvell built this team uh, through the portal uh, the, the way he did. And uh, it sucks. I feel awful for Jordan Travis because he's an unbelievable kid. And everyone who's had dealings with him uh, says the same thing. Chris Fowler was very poignant about his dealings with, with the Knowles this year because he's had him a bunch. I mean, I, I would go check that out and, and get his because 
I mean, look, every, people are on other on both sides of this, but uh, I'm like I said, I Ken- might be in the minority. I think the committee got it right, and I, I think they got it horribly wrong. Kelly's an FSU grad. You have the last word on this. Kelly. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I think a lot of what you just said, a lot of what you just said, Gil. I, I think it's the Rodemaker factor that does that does. I mean, what he went into Florida. He came in once. Once Jordan Travis got hurt, wins a game, goes into Florida, <laughs> into the swamp, wins a game there. Y'all don't know. And, we're, and we we, we don't, don't really, we still don't really know. You but everybody know. seems to think it, know that he's a terrible, terrible quarterback. And we saw Brock Glenn lose that. He looked terrible in that game. He's not going to be the guy that would play though. That's what right. I said. Chris, thank you. We'll talk to you later in the week. Of course, my man. Chris, go get Kelly. some Bear Bets Pod Thursday and Friday. College on Thursday, Pro on Friday. Yeah. You have one. We'll get back to guessing lines, but you have one extra point about this that I think is interesting after the break. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Our number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app game, plus iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Guessing lines for week 14 in the National Football League. Before we get to that. Yes. Because we want to say a few final words. Uh, first of all, we get tweets at Beating the Book. It is. Here's the thing. We're, we're probably, obviously, after this week, we're not going to ever bring this up right. again. But um, people people get heated about this kind of stuff. And I, I'll say it again. I thought I wouldn't be outraged. I was more outraged than I thought. Me too. Me uh, too. David King. And, and I still get it. From, like, the average person out there, I, you don't want to see Florida stay with a beat-up quarter for TV ratings and all that yeah, stuff. All that, this is great. That, Why do you think they made the decision they made? Of course. All that BS. David King. Gil, if you see this in time. Oh, sorry, I didn't. Will you please ask Chris if he would put FSU into an eight-team or even 12-team tournament? Absent, absent a requirement in the ACC champ goes. I mean, if the conversation. Thir- I mean, if the third-string quarterback thing holds, I assume not, right? Uh, this is from, skipping the NFL ones, Israel Negron. Wait, Miami alum Chris Felica thinks keeping Florida State is out is correct? Shocked. Uh, I thought Chris was very reasonable. Chris has always been great. Yeah. He has never once come on yeah. this show ever no. and, like, played the Miami card never. or anything. I'm not going to blame never him for at that. All. Never at all. Stephen Vegas, an FSU alum. As an FSU alum, I watched NFL with yes, uh, yesterday morning. Was totally deflated for the 10 a.m. slate. Uh, Chris brought up an interesting point. FSU goes undefeated in a power five and gets snubbed because the quarterback is hurt. Then shouldn't Travis be the favorite for the Heisman? I'll take it. He's obviously that key, right? I got a ticket on him. (laughs) Um, Let's see. This is from uh, Brian M. CFP should go rogue. 18 playoff Michigan, Oregon, Bama, FSU, Texas, Georgia, Washington, Ohio State. There are no potential rematches until the final. If you want to bounce Oregon, put in Liberty. 
for the G5, uh, Group of Five top rank champion. Scott, New York Mets 16. Thank you, Gil. I agree with all your points. And if the SEC is the name brand, FSU beat two of them on the road. Washington was a surprise. Let them play. They did what you asked of them. His name is Chaz. College football has been, in my mind, equivalent to gymnastics when it comes to determining a champ. I'm glad it was exposed definitively, definitively as a sham this year. Always decided on the field. Always. Mike the, Greenberg said basically the same thing this morning. Completely agree. He said we turned this into figure skating where we have judges rule, call, ruling on what's going on, I, not what's actually I happening. I called it an field. exhibition. Yep. Last, uh, it's, an ex it's not a sport. It's an exhibition. The numbers, guys. They got the best teams, quote-unquote. Ha. Defense isn't sexy, so if you rely on your defense as your calling card, your identity, you better scrap that right now. Put all your chips toward the offense, yep. or there's a good chance you're going to find yourself number 13 in the years to come. That's basically what Booger said. Yep. I couldn't have agreed with Booger more. By the way, Reddit, college football, the committee cannot ignore how much Alabama has improved over the season from a 17-3 win over 6-6 six six South Florida to a 27-24 win over 6-6 six six <laughs> Auburn. Yeah. By the uh, way, at 4th and 31 also. Uh, and then Bill Connolly, uh, who uh, is the creator of SP Plus on, uh, uh, at ESPN, he added a tweet yesterday about this as well, which uh, I'll get to right here, which, which he said... Um, FSU looked better against Louisville last night, talking about uh, Saturday night, than Alabama did against Auburn, Arkansas, or USF, by the way. Uh, I just, in closing, because yeah. you couldn't even remember what you said I, yesterday. I, I've got a couple points for it real quick okay. that, that might cover them. I okay. just think for everybody out there, th you might think this is great because this might be the four teams that you want to cover. There are longer-lasting issues of this for me. I think everybody's thinking, oh, we're switching to a 12-team playoff. This isn't going to be an issue down the road. There's certain things that are still going to be an issue. When you have teams... Like, when you have teams where there are injuries, right, this is this is one this where I think it's a point. big deal. This was your best I mean, point. Where if you have – Jordan Travis is different. We all saw it on the field. We all knew he was going to be out forever. What happens if that injury doesn't look as bad? What happens if it's, if there are injuries that the team knows someone's going to be out for a extended period of time at the end of the year? We already don't get uh, credible college football injury reporting. It's how easy is it going to be, Gil, for those teams going forward that saw what happened to Florida State to just lie on your injury reports. He is going to miss some time with a foot injury. Not only we that. don't know how long it's going to be. You made it even better. And point. then the draft stuff. Okay, yes. now we have guys like Verse, Keon Coleman. All these guys are going to be first-round draft picks. Great players. That sat through great players, sat there working their butts off game after game to try to get into the college football playoffs when they could have just sat out and made sure they didn't get hurt and be ready for the draft. After what they just saw this year, you don't think there's going to be other players in years to come that see that and say, I'm done for the season. Oh, I'm good. Michael. Keon Coleman, a transfer from, transfer from Michigan State, yep. launched himself up the draft board this year. He should have sat out the past two games. Oh, my quarterback got hurt, and I don't play for Alabama, Ohio State, or any of the other Blue Bloods. Yep. Oh, I guess I'm just going to sit it out and get ready for the draft because I don't want to in, in, risk injury. Yep. 100%. I mean, what, especially we're expanding to 12. And, and I love the point. I, instead of being the 10th yes, seed, yes. of course you should sit out and be ready for the track. And I love the point that the, the tweeter made. Of, forgive me, I just read it. Where it's like, oh, so uh, so offense means that means more than defense now. They, they held a 10-2 a and two Louisville team. They dominated them. Yeah. They're an elite defense. And that was part of Booger's point, right? Yes. He was like, if yes. you're saying this, you're saying that yes. defense no longer matters. I could talk about it for an hour, but I'm not going. You have me fired up again. Now no, I'm all I, mad. Now I I'm am, all ready. It's more. I the. Let me put it this way: the people on the other side that are like, "Oh, F, the FSU has no point." I'm like, I have no idea. I'm, we're not even on the same planet. We're not even on the same planet. Uh, give I'll give give Felica credit. It it just yes. is. This is this should be able to be. Yes, I'm fired up. I'm an FSU grad. Yeah. 
as long as we can have a conversation about a conversation this, let's have a conversation. There are too many people that are coming there and yes. be like, no, you're dumb. Or, yeah. What are you talking no, about? I thought so, we had a lovely conversation. No, we did. We yeah. did. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I like those kind of conversations. I think like you're pointing out, these people on both sides that can't understand either way, like I get it. FSU got boxed out. I get it. For everybody else out there, you get to watch two better semifinal yep. games than you would have gotten to watch. doesn't yeah. mean it's right. And I have no bets involved. I'm just talking about it objectively. Let's go back. What do we got? All right. Next up on the board, we've got – Kelly totally lost his place. Panthers at Saints. Oh, this will be quick. 1-11 Panthers, 5-7 and seven Saints. We talked about both games. Uh, Bryce was 15 of 31 for 178 in defeat. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked four times. Hubbard, 25 for 104, two touchdowns. Carr, 17 of 22 for 226, one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked twice before he got knocked out. Kelly, he's in concussion protocol, shoulder and back injuries. Good Lord. His entire body. Yeah. Uh, Winston, 2 of 5 in uh, relief, 41 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. He wasn't sacked. Olave, 5 for 119. Kamara, 14 for 51 for two touchdowns on the ground, six catches for 58. Uh, the Saints were minus two in turnovers. That led to plus 13 Detroit net points, as we talked about. By the way, you see Michael Thomas was throwing shade on Twitter at Carr during the game. <laughs> no, I did not see this. During the game. <laughs> I did not see this he at had all. To, and he had to delete his account. <laughs> I'm serious. During the game oh at his gosh. quarterback. Uh, Saints by seven. Uh, five and a half. Five and a half. Oh, that's interesting. Because it's because it's Jameis. Yeah. That's why it was only seven. I mean, me. yeah, J- yeah, Jameis, Taysom okay. Hill, however they t- uh, dice that up. You're basically seeing the same spread, though, that what you saw Carolina catching going into Tampa. Give me one more. All right, here we go. Texans at Jets. Seven and five Texans. D'Amico's in a crowded coach of the year field. I think he's the favorite right now. He should be. Matt LaFleur may have reintroduced himself to that later. Uh, At the Jets, the Jets who lost the Falcons, we already talked about them. Houston uh, against Denver yesterday. After the team's traded three and outs, Houston gets an Amendola. Matt Amendola, 29-yard field goal, three to nothing Texans. Then after another another Denver three and out, Houston gets it fourth and two at the Denver seven. They fall start, but Alex Singleton gets an unnecessary roughness call getting into Stroud's face. Stupid. He plays it through the whistle. A false start whistle Stupid. leads to a Damian <laughs> Damian Pierce three yard touchdown run ten to nothing Texans three forty nine left first quarter but Tank Dell's leg gets wrenched under the pile in the process has to be carted off broken fibula oh it's terrible oh. it's terrible first quarter stats I didn't see the injury did, uh, was th- was this the did I see tweets that he he was a lead blocker. On he, this he got yeah, he got wrapped up in the pile. Oh, it was terrible. Gosh. Uh, 178 to 23 total yards advantage for the Texans after the first quarter. Uh, they're up 10 to nothing. Then after a Denver punt, Amendola adds a 38-yard field goal. It's 13 to nothing Texans, 12-47 second quarter. This was the game I liked the most along with the Niners last week. I'm thinking, I'm so smart. This is going to be easy peasy. Uh, that was made possible, that field goal, by the way, by Stroud to Collins' 59-yard hookup. Then after a trade of punts, 13-0, Denver, who had punted all four possessions thus far, they matriculate Lutz, 34-yard field goal, 13-3, 124 left in the second quarter. That would be the halftime score. Uh, first half stats, 259-103 to 103 total yards advantage for Houston. Collins had 122 alone. He was outgaining the Broncos himself. Third quarter after Denver three and out, Amendola, 38-yard field goal, 16-3 Houston. Then after a trade of three and outs, the theme of today's show, Wilson to Sutton from 45 out, 16 to 10 Houston, 447 left in the third quarter. All of a sudden, this becomes a sweat. Then Houston, uh, Houston punt, but that was with some fumble luck when Stroud got sacked by Jaquan McMillian. Uh, Badare Ogunbowale landed on it. Uh, first play ensuing drive, Wilson picked by Derek Stingley Jr. 
Houston set up at the Denver 21. Four plays in. Stroud to Collins. Three-yard touchdown pass. Two-point conversion fails. 22 to 10. Houston 14-16 to go. Denver 75 yards. Set up by Wilson to Judy. 41-yard connection. Wilson in from one. It's 22 to 17. Houston 12-04 to go. Houston three and out. Then second play ensuing drive. Wilson picked deep by Stingley Jr. again. Thank you for being drafted third. Houston eventually has to punt up five, 4.36 to go. Denver ends up with a fourth and one at the Houston 22 at the two-minute warning. They're down five. Javante Williams gets the one yard barely. Then fourth and two at the Houston, uh, what is it, with 30 seconds to go. Uh, Wilson for five. That was at the 13. 23 seconds to go. First and 10 at the Houston eight. Excuse me, first and goal at the Houston eight. No timeouts left. Incomplete, incomplete. Third down, 16 seconds to go. Wilson somehow avoids the sack but he throws it up in the end zone, picked off by Jimmy Ward. Ball game, Houston wins it 22 to 17. Stroud, 16 of 27 for 274, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked five times though. Collins, nine for 191 and a touch. Will Anderson with the best game of his career, the number three pick in the draft this year. Five tackles, two sacks, two tackles for losses, eight pressures, and a tip pass that led to, the, to, led to an interception. Uh, plus three in turnovers all in the second half for the Texans. That led to plus six net Houston points, and that's what they needed to win the game and the game-clinching interception, of course. Uh, they're playing the Jets. Boyle, 14 for 25 for 148 in defeat against the Falcons yesterday. No touchdowns, one pick. You sack once. Simeon, 5 for 13 for 66. Sacked three times, lost a fumble. Actually, fumbled three times, but only lost one of them in defeat. And they, they outgained Atlanta 259 to 194, but were minus three in turnovers. I will say Houston by six. Ding, 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 ding. Nailed it. Six. Bad draft game. I don't like anything that much yet, except for Jacksonville, maybe. What, uh, did you learn anything more about the Denver Broncos yesterday? No, they're exactly who we thought they were. <laughs> By the way, you know that fumble luck I talked about? Yeah. Amazing when it doesn't go yeah, your exactly. way, huh? We'll come back. More to guess. Numbers Game Visa in the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge this college football season, this college bowl season, I should say, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game, and our college bowl betting guide. That should be great. Humans always does a great job with that, where you get picks for every bowl game. Adam Burke, of course, on that as well. Wes Reynolds. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Zach Cohen. Visit vcin.com uh, slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 and become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's the Sports Betting Network. V-S-I-N slash subscribe. V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Uh, by the way, I got a text from Flatter, from Ron Flatter. He's up, Ron? He's pointing out that the Bill Aidey article, Bill Aidey, one of the founders, of the co-founders of Vison. Uh, has an has a we have a video about him at, you know just to let everybody know what a great job he's done with yeah. the newsletter all this time and his post newspaper life and apparently he found it on on LinkedIn I haven't seen the video yet and uh, it was just re it reminded us of when we filmed our part for this and how I had a line and all Kelly had to do was react and the, <laughs> and the people behind the camera told Kelly to stop overacting. It took us like 12 <laughs> takes for some reason. I have no idea why. Could you tone down your acting? So I, I, I had to try to mix up my reactions. Yes, like, I was told to tone it down a little bit. You're like the extra that did too much in the background. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, we get tweets at meeting the book. I always appreciate this. Um, let's see here. Oh, I'm getting see here ads. Oh, Jonesy is in here. He goes, Greg Jones, who uh, again, whose mother died. He accidentally picked on the picked the Packers instead of. 
the Lions, which he meant to do, and that saved him, and he is still alive. He's one of the last 54 entries. He said, Lions, Saints, Steelers, or Texans? Was always planning for Steelers, but Trubisky now. New England is tanking for a quarterback, right? So he's pondering what his pick is going to be. Uh, this is from... Uh, oh, this gentleman also has the same as JD, that, that eight-team division parlay. Wait, Evan Imbessi. We have the same parlay? No, this guy, Evan Imbessi, yeah. Well, he has Dolphins, Ravens, Jags, Chiefs, Eagles, Lions, Falcons, Niners, exact same eight teams. Wow. He has it at 738 to one. Uh, good luck to, uh, to all of you on that. God, that's a it's such a great one. It, to it have. is awesome. Like th- th- just another thing we don't really have access to of being able we to don't. parlay things like this. Tom Stefan about my conversation with Felica at Angular underscore Rhythm. You said it perfectly, Gil. These playoff games are mere exhibitions. They may as well crown the champ in the summer based on recruiting rankings. From uh, Travis at Megazone seven hundred two. ESPN has a partnership with SEC. Remove FSU, place an SEC and a future SEC team in the playoff. Gibby, Pitt Panther Gibby, says, if you want to do a deeper dive, the committee is basing their rankings all the way back to recruiting classes. The narrative that the SEC and Big Ten have the most talent based on recruiting drives the narrative that they have the best teams. Um, Oh, yes, and Jason Stark brings up a great point because he's right about this from a betting standpoint. These were available at Caesars and at at DraftKings, among others, who was going to be in the playoffs. FSU was minus 800 Saturday night. Yeah, opened up, yep. Two, a, two hours before, they were still north of $3. One hour before, they were south of $2. And as game time, meaning selection time, approached, they had gotten down to a small minus 125 in regulated markets, and in the offshore markets, the no was minus 240 when it closed. People were betting two dimes yep. a shot on that. Jason Stark, even bigger story is someone leaked the teams from ESPN. The steam 15 minutes before the show went from FSU no plus 340 to plus 100. That's when I grabbed it because it was obviously leaked. Uh, Penny had the exact games up at 1159. Yes, Penny actually minus 240 no was the final number on that. Um, Phil Weiss, there's always going to be an issue. Team 13 or 14 also. Exactly. There yeah. always is. Uh, okay, let's get some more lines. What do we All got? right, last early window game, Rams at Ravens. Rams at Ravens. Uh, Rams, we already talked about. They beat the Browns at a game that cosmetically on the scoreboard was a far greater margin than the game actually uh, really was in terms of the contents of it. It was a one-point game with just a mere minutes left. Stafford was 22 of 37 for 279, three touchdowns, no picks. He was not sacked. And Puka Nakua, four for 105 and a touchdown, also two carries for 34 yards. Baltimore on a bye. Six and six Rams at the nine and three Ravens. I will say Ravens by seven. Yeah, it's uh, seven and a half at DraftKings. I think about seven and a half. Yeah, there's, some, there's some flat sevens out there. Actually, it's mainly flat sevens uh, in the market. My, my initial uh, lean here was take the Ravens in a teaser, but, man, I don't know. This Rams team's been feisty. I have an exacta with the Niners to beat the Bills in the Super Bowl. I think I'm going to get a Niners to beat the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Next. I got a preseason Cowboys over Ravens one, like 201. Uh, all right. Next up, early 105 Pacific, 405 Eastern Vikings at Raiders. Oh, that little time slot. Yeah. Six and six Vikings. Bye. Five and seven Raiders on a bye. I'll say the Vikings in between the three and the pick. I'll say minus one and a half on the road. Two and a half right now. Two and a half point road favorites. Let's go, Josh Dobbs. Let's come back. Let's come back. Seahawks at 49ers. Seahawks on extra rest here. They played Thursday night. They got beat by the Cowboys 41 to 35 at the Niners. 
who, if you didn't get it yet, I hope you got it after yesterday. They're the best team in the NFL when fully healthy. Six and six Seahawks, nine and three Niners. The Niners beat the Eagles 42 to 19. Didn't start out that way, though. 26 yard field goal for uh, Jake Elliott, three to nothing Philly. Then a San Francisco three and out. Philly matriculates again. Elliott, 39-yard field goal to make it 6 to nothing. That after Hurts slipped on the turf uh, with all the time in the world two plays earlier, took a 15-yard sack. I think it was Kinlaw. 201 left in the first quarter. At this point in the game, it was total yards. It was 120 to minus 2. 6 to nothing Eagles. Then another San Francisco 3 and out. So it was minus, it was, excuse me, it was 120 to minus 6 in total yards at this point. But then after a Philly 3 and out, the Niners would get it to minus 11 total yards. It would be second and 15 at their own 10. And then, ladies and gentlemen, the game changed. They'd awaken. 90 yards later, Purdy to Ayuk from two out, seven to six Niners. After a 21-yard, third and 19 conversion from Hurts to Smith, the Eagles would punt it eventually. San Francisco, 90 yards again on 10 plays. McCaffrey in from two. Purdy responsible for 50 of them. 14 to six Niners. That would be the halftime score. Third quarter. 75 yards on seven plays. Purdy to McCaffrey for 33, setting up Debo in from 12. 21 to six Niners, and the route was on. Bury these guys. 11-41, third quarter. Uh, left in the third quarter. Philly then matriculates. Dre Greenlaw gets tossed for poking some guy from Philly named Dom on the sidelines who Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson desperately wanted us to care about. We don't. We don't care about anybody from Philly named Dom. That was wild. Burkhart from your Philly background. That led to a Tuchus push 21 to 13 San Francisco. 651 left in the third quarter. How much more are they making about Dom? Get him off the screen. I, I, so again, I'm, do, I'm doing a show. I can't hear what's happening. Like t- The cameras are following him into the tunnel and everything. I, it was so bizarre. Are. This is this my DC coming out where we're like we, we hate this kind of stuff. Like I don't care about a guy from Philly named Dom. Get him <laughs> off there. San Francisco five plays, 77 yards. After the first was a sack. Purdy to Debo for 48. Touchdown Niners. 28-13. San Francisco 354 left in the third quarter. Philly three and out. 75 yards. 12 plays for the Niners. Purdy to Jennings from 18, shoving Eli Ricks out of the way. Get out of here, Philly. 35-13. San Francisco 10:43 to go. Then Mariota in for five plays before Hertz returns. By the way, every time Hertz goes in the tents, he always magically re- returns. Yeah. 13 plays, 71 yards. Hertz to Smith from two out, 35 to 19. Two-point conversion fails on an incomplete pass. 5.33 to go. Then Philly, unlike Tomlin, correctly kicks an onside kick down two scores because why not? It's your only shot. Second play, Purdy to Debo for 46 on a wide receiver screen. Touchdown. 42 to 19 Niners. Good night, everybody. That's how it would end. Finally, Kelly, we got to see last year's NFC Championship, as I thought it would be. (laughs) Hey, man, we want money out of this time. By the way, two of my biggest pet peeves in the history of of sports betting were people chirping about Alabama when Colt McCoy got injured in the first quarter of that Texas-Alabama National Championship and after the Philly Niners playoff game last year where Philly backers were chirping after the Niners were playing like Kelly Bidlin off the street at quarterback. <laughs> That's right. Could have been better. My favorite part about that whole uh, FSU thing was how you couldn't remember what you said yesterday. And I was like, I'd like to quote Kelly Bidlin. He's like sitting two feet away from <laughs> I got so many notes just written down on my phone. I didn't know what you're referring to. Get Dom off my screen. Purdy, 19 for 27 for 314. Four touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. A 148.8 passer rating. That's at a 158.3. Give that man an MVP. Debo, four for 116 and two touchdowns. Niners outgained the Eagles 456 to 333. Uh, I'll say the Niners by 10 at home against the Seahawks. 
Uh, you are low. It is 11 and a half at DraftKings right now. Wow. We have come down. There's anywhere between 10 and a half to 11 and a half in the market. And there was 12 and a halfs out there yesterday this opened. I just want to say this, though. I, the reason that I have the Niners power rank one in the, and the Eagles four, I'm not saying the Eagles aren't a good football team. They're obviously a resilient, gritty team that figures out ways to win Been games. Been through the gauntlet here recently. Yep. And they won the first three games of the six-game gauntlet before they lost yesterday. But let's face it. They should have lost a couple of those. They should have lost to the Cowboys. Yep. They should have lost to the Bills. They might even have lost one to the Commanders, believe it or not. If not both, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're not as good as last year's Eagles. They're not. They deserve a lot of credit for getting this far. They still have the best record in the NFC. Not trying to take anything away from them, but they're not as good as the They're not as good. I think yeah. I think betting-wise, though, the market's going to go too low on them eventually through this gauntlet. There's going to be some betting opportunities on them. Yeah. Oh, so, I'll, I'll be right there. I have no problem betting on them. Just don't show me Dom anymore. Kevin Burkhart, I couldn't care less. All right, we'll come back. More guessing lines. Looking for value. Week 14, numbers game. Peace of the Sports Betting Network. Skill Alexander is Kelly Bidlin. Live from Barcanada, the barrage here at the D in uh, downtown Las Vegas. Um, you know, we have music in the background because we're out here in the bar. And uh, they were playing a jam from the 80s. Too shy. Shy, shy, hush, hush, I do I. And I oh, said, is that how it and I said to yeah, So I said to Kelly, I go, uh, Kelly, you know who sings this? And he looks at me, he goes, No. And I go, Kajagugu. And he thought I had a medical event. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to which, to which he, uh, to which he then said, What percentage of the population do you think actually knows this? And I go, I think if you were alive, then a pretty good percentage. Really? Too shy by Kajagugu? They know the jam. I'll tell you that much. What year ish? 80-something, I don't know. 80-something. W- yeah. Would you say it's akin to, like, uh, Chumbawamba for me? Uh, I get knocked down, but I get up again, That you know, that one? But, like, you always remember? One. Yeah, uh, probably. Help me out, Rob. Say that again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goo. Come on. <laughs> I didn't hear Rob. All right. Um, by the way, we have a tweet here. This is from, uh, we get tweets at beating the book. This is from Nick G. Gil, I need a reason to bet Purdy for MVP. Looking back at former MVPs, none of them have had as many stars as he's got on the team, just trying to be convinced. Well, uh, I, I gave the passionate Purdy uh, speech a couple times before. I, I had a 75-1 to 1 ticket on Tyreek Hill to win MVP from early in the season. I actually believe Tyreek Hill is the true MVP of the National Football League. Um, but because we had Aaron Schatz on a couple times and he's one of the 50 voters, he just makes it very clear they don't want to bet for a non-quarterback. At least he doesn't, and he won't. And I wonder how many of the voters he represents. So... To me, the other guy to bet on was Brock Purdy. I got him at 16 to 1. Um, some people have him longer odds than I do, by the way. And for me, the reason is simple. He's, he is being judged unfairly by what his pedigree is, meaning he was mystery irrelevant. He was the last pick in the draft. If he were Trey Lance, who was picked third, we wouldn't be having this discussion. He is so, so good. When we ran off conventional stats where he's first across the board, We'll have on uh, Cleve T.A., who I didn't know, by the way, had a ticket on Brock Purdy. Turns out Will Capper has a ticket on Brock Purdy, too. But Cleve T.A. will be on tomorrow. We'll talk advanced stats with him. And then Ethan Strauss, who writes this great substack as a Bay Area guy. We've had him on to talk Warriors before. Um, he gives this great, passionate speech. This is from two months ago, not now. From two months ago, where he, as a guy in the Bay Area, was relating Brock Purdy to Draymond Green and basically saying... 
people don't have any way of properly evaluating how good this guy is. Mm-hmm. And, and he's proven it. Brock Purdy, to me, is the glue that holds it all together. And yes, there is McCaffrey and there is Debo, and everybody's going to give them some credit, but this doesn't happen with just anybody. Yeah, some, some we spoke about in the summertime, and it's really, like, I guess it's come to fruition. It's just, it's it's Tua and Brock Purdy are seemingly never going to get the credit that they fully deserve yeah. because of the weapons they have around them. And I, it, of course, they're going... Of course, they're going to have an easier time with the weapons we have around you, but it doesn't mean when you're talking MVP and elite-level quarterbacking, you still got to be damn good at the position. And seemingly, neither one of them ever gets the credit they truly deserve. Purdy is the is the embodiment of why it is so difficult for life lifers who have watched the NFL and who have been in the NFL and been in college football, coaches and talent evaluators. Forget about little pitchers like us. But it, it, he is the representation, the embodiment of why they still can't properly evaluate quarterbacks and why the NFL draft is the biggest inexact science there is. How does a guy like this, who, by no. the way, Matt Campbell, how do you not win with him and with Brees at Iowa State? It's right? incredible. By the way, there were, some, there were some games at Iowa State where I'm like, oh, my God, Purdy, I can't believe he threw that pass. So I get it. I'm not saying I knew either. But you have to understand that when he when he started playing for the Niners, his ability to process was quick. Look what we're seeing from Jordan Love, which we'll get to the Packers. Jordan Love, who I said all offseason, I was like, if you hold a clipboard for multiple years under the same coach in the same system, you tend to be really good when you get out of that. I used my team growing up, Washington, Mark Rippon, uh, Stan Humphreys, who got to the Super Bowl, Trent Green, who, if not for the injury, gave way to Kurt Warner. And then when Jordan Love didn't look good early in the year, I was like, oh, I must have been wrong about this. Uh Uh-uh, I'm not wrong. Jordan Love looks outstanding. It clicks at a certain point. And for Brock Purdy, it clicked early. It clicked early. Yeah. And so we'll never know what would have happened in the uh, playoffs last year had he been healthy. You're you're at that point with Jordan Love? I mean, he's been playing awesome. I I don't know that I'm convinced. He looks really good. We'll get to that. Let's do a few games here. All right. Big one here, Sunday, 425 Eastern, 125 Pacific time. Bills at Chiefs. Oh, there's a ball game. Yeah. Buffalo is 6-6. Six and six. What are the Chiefs now? 8-4? and four? Is that I what they believe are? so. Yes, I believe so. Um, Buffalo, Buffalo on uh, idle here. Kansas City last night, if you missed this against Green Bay. Green Bay popped him in the mouth early. Green Bay, 13 plays, 75 yards, 747 off the clock. Loved Ben Simmons from one out. Seven to nothing Green Bay more than halfway through the first quarter. Butker then adds a field goal. Seven to three Green Bay at the end of the first quarter. That was a whole first quarter. Two drives. Then the second quarter. Green Bay eight plays, 75 yards. 421. Love to Watson from nine out. 14 to three Green Bay. 1039 left second quarter. Then Butker added a field goal to cut it to 14 to six. 219 left in the second quarter. Green Bay matriculated most of the rest of the half. They had to punt eventually, and then Kansas City end of half. We literally had five real drives in the first half of this football game. Yeah, Yeah, 14 to 12. Excuse me, 14 to to, uh, 6. Green Bay. Third quarter, Kansas City starts out with the ball. Nine plays, 75 yards. Pacheco in from one, but he fails on the two-point conversion. 14 to 12, Green Bay, 939 left in the third quarter. And you're thinking, well, Green Bay's got to stumble here at some point. Nope, Green Bay, fourth and one at the KC 44. Love to Dobbs for 33. What a pass that was. Up in the air, surrounded by defenders. Two plays later, love to Watson. Watson for 12. Touchdown, 21-12. Packers, 5-23 left third quarter. Kansas City then 11 plays, 66 yards. Tit for tat. Mahomes to Noah Gray from two out. 21-19, 14-51 to go. Surely the Packers will stumble, and yes, they did punt. But then KC with a three and out. 
Anders Carlson, 40-yard field goal, 24 to 19. Packers, 6:03 to go. So the Chiefs got the ball d- b- uh, back five points down. Kansas City, first and ten at the Green Bay 49. Mahomes picked by Keyshawn Nixon. Were you watching the same way? I was like, wow, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. 5-14 to go. Mahomes never throws that. Carlson adds a 48-yard field goal. 27-19 Green Bay. So they're up eight. That's one score with 109 to go. Kansas City with the ball. No timeouts. Set. And here's where, ladies and gentlemen, if you missed this last night, you missed a tour de force of poor officiating. Second and 10 at the Kansas City 30. Mahomes runs for 10. Hit by Jonathan Owens. Mr. Simone Biles. Unnecessary roughness called, even though Mahomes was still in bounds, yeah. but was on his way out. If that's not Patrick Mahomes, that doesn't get called. <laughs> um, all right, it was really bad. Oh, it, no. it, it was not, really bad. There's no debate here. It was really bad. I I don't I don't know that I could sit here and say that wouldn't be called on any other quarterback. I don't know about any other quarterback, but if that's okay, if that's uh, Sam Howell, I'm just trying to I'm just called. trying to temper my anger before we get down okay. the line. We're here. getting there. That doesn't that wasn't even the worst. <laughs> then first and ten at the Green Bay 45, Mahomes to Rice um, would be fumble. So they don't blow the whistle. They play it out. And Pacheco on the return, on the fake return, if you will, fake meaning a Fugazi return because it's not actually going to stand, Mm -hmm. he throws a punch. So he gets 15 yards and a disqualification, which is correct. Um, Chiefs get the ball back at midfield. Mahomes deep. Now, here's the worst of the worst. Mahomes deep to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the former Packer. He is tackled by Carrington Valentine. Like what are we talking about? No flag. You're watching this, you're like, this cannot be. I was, I, I had no money invested in this game. I, I was screaming at my it, television. It's the worst non-call I've ever I've seen. I've ever seen. Two plays later, uh, to MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he fights for the sideline. Uh, the official rules that he got there and the yeah. clock stopped, nope. even though he probably didn't get there. Nope, should have, yeah. Okay. He, he was being dragged backwards. The clock should have been running. <laughs> and then It's like makeup call after makeup call after makeup call. It's incredible. It's and then first and 10 at the 33. That's exactly right. It was a makeup fest. First and 10 at the 33. Incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. Five seconds to go. Hail Mary from the 33, if you can call one from the 33, Hail Mary. Incomplete in the end zone. Ball game. Chris Collinsworth stumping for a P.I. I know you love Patrick Mahomes, Chris, but of all the things that were called there, <laughs> that was the least controversial. That was weird. <laughs> I know there was a little extension on the arms, but relax. It was not. He, he almost talked me into it more. Well, they came back from the commercial and he was still talking about it. He says, hey, hey, let's bring in the official. We got to talk about this. I'm like, easy, buddy. There's like three other things that were worse than this. Uh, they win it. Green Bay does. It was incomplete, by the way. Travis Kelsey did get pushed with two arms extended. I get it, but you're not going to get that call. It's just uh, like a lot of that yeah. happens on Hail Mary Place, as they did eventually bring up. Eventually. I, it was a little like Mrs. Lincoln. Besides that, that was the play. <laughs> uh, 27 to 19. Packers win it outright. Mahomes, 21 of 33 for 210. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked three times. Pacheco, 18 for 110 before he was tossed and a touchdown. I will say this is a good game. Chiefs minus four. I'm probably high. Oh, wow. Uh, opened three, I think, everywhere. Bill's taking money. This is down to Chiefs two and a yeah. half this morning. I don't, I don't hate that. I was probably too high. I don't hate it either. I think this, uh, I talk about the Eagles not being as good as they were last year. The Chiefs are not as good I as they were. I think this has got te- Bill's teaser leg written all over it for me. Do you think the Bills are the sneaky, freaky brother sneaking in from the yeah. rear? I do. I think they are. Yep. I kind of think they are. Everyone's down on the defense is banged up, but Josh Allen, just the threat of Josh Allen in the postseason. We'll come back. More to guess. Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. College Bowl season is here, and VSIN has an early Christmas present for you. Not a VSIN Pro subscriber yet? No problem. We're giving away this year's College Bowl betting guide to everyone. We got spreads, totals, and expert picks from the Golics, Steve Mackinnon and Brent Musburger for every single bowl game. Put a bow on this bowl season. Get a free copy of our VSIN College Football Bowl betting guide absolutely free. Visit VSIN.com slash bowl guide and get your free copy today. Uh, we just saw that uh, Bill 80 uh, video, and uh, Kelly and I got cut down to uh, three seconds because Kelly was overacting. My bad, Gil. My bad. I stole some of your airtime, man. <sighs> they caught him acting. <laughs> Why did it take us so many takes? That's then? the key to acting. <laughs> Don't ever let them catch you acting. Oh, we get tweets at beating the book. Jason H11. Funny how a Giants fan, me, and a Skins fan like you feel about good old Dom and how we want that clown off of our TV as fast as possible. <laughs> Kevin Ryan. Gil, two things I never want to see again. Dom and... Oh, you're getting political. Don't do that. Uh, Shine, the professor, Professor Shine. Sadly, anyone who grew up on MTV would know Kajagugu. Had to be 1983. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, this is from uh, Scott Kendrick. Do you think had Georgia won, the committee would have taken the four undefeated... In other words, left Texas out. In effect, Alabama winning forced them to take Texas. Yeah, I think if Jordan, let's put it this way. I think if Jordan Travis was still playing, they would have screwed Texas. I believe that. Yeah, I believe that too. I believe that. Uh, Wreaking havoc. Is it worth betting Khalil Mack, defensive player of the year? Odds are 100 to 1, and he's leading the league in sacks. Yeah, he had a great game yesterday. I think that is actually a pretty good bet. At 100 to 1, I would take a flyer on it. I don't have it, full disclosure. But it's it's a pretty interesting of all the long shot bets, it's the best one out there. What's he up to now? Like like thirteen or so? What do you have? Like six in that one game? Yeah, he had, I think he had two yesterday, I believe. <laughs> it's just funny he leads because he's he was, only had like a few big games. He was the defensive player of the year in twenty sixteen, I believe it was. I mean, seven years later, here he is again. Joe Abraham. Yes, the comparison to Chumbawamba is apt. I knew who sung too shy, but no idea how to spell it. Uh, and this is from Bill Beard. Earlier in the game, way before the scuffle, Burkhardt mentioned Dom on air because Dom hooked him up with a restaurant recommendation. Then Dom gets serious camera time. Kevin's trying to make his boy famous. Oh, and T. Lynch with the last correction, and he is right. He goes, the Saints would like a word with worst non-call versus the Rams. Uh, you are correct. The worst non-call in history was not last night. It was, of course, uh, Tommy Lee Lewis getting destroyed by Nikel Roby Coleman in that playoff game. Yeah, 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 you're, yeah. yeah. That's a fair tweet. I amended yep. it off air and I said, yep. okay, what we saw last night is the worst non call I've ever seen in my life of the past two months. I was going to say, <laughs> of my past 24 hours here on this planet. Let's go. We got games. Oh, uh, we got to. games to go to. Uh, Four twenty-five Eastern Broncos at Chargers. The six and six Broncos. The five and seven Chargers. After that riveting six to nothing win over the Patriots yesterday, uh, Russell Wilson in defeat against the Texans. Fifteen of twenty-six for one eighty-six. One touchdown. Three picks. Three times sack. Ten carries for forty-four yards and a touchdown. They were minus three in turnovers against the Texans all in the second half, and that led to plus six net Houston points and the game-clinching interception. Chargers in victory. Herbert twenty-two of thirty-seven. For 212, no touchdowns, no picks. He was not sacked. Chargers by three. And even three. Ding, right? ding, ding. Chargers by three. That's an easy one. All right. Next up, Sunday night, because we have two Monday night football games this yes, week. Yes, we're back to two Monday nights. I like this. Me too. Sunday night football, Eagles and Cowboys. I'm going to guess based on the teams that are left that the Monday night games stink, but that's a different story. Philly at Dallas Sunday night. Now that's a ball game. The 10 and 2 Eagles, the 9 and 3 Cowboys. 
Cowboys trying to even up the season series against the Eagles with this one. Uh, Philly in defeat against the Niners. Hurts, 26 of 45 for 298. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked three times. Seven for 20 on the ground and a touchdown. A.J. Brown, eight for 114. Again, in defeat. Dallas, we talked about on Friday. They beat the Seahawks on Thursday. I will say Dallas, not quite by the full three, but by two and a half. We have, okay, I'm updating this right now. Cowboys three, okay. juiced at DraftKings. We are up to three and a half, several other places. I did lay the three on the opener here with the Cowboys. I like it. Okay. Monday night. Double I don't like this. T same times. We're not in the staggered times. Oh, I don't really? like that. Yeah, yeah. They start at the same time? Start at the same time, I believe. Not even like an hour and 15 minutes stagger like they did earlier? I'm just confirming I'm not screwing that up. No. We have 8.15 Eastern starts. Why would they do that? I have no idea. Oh. Uh, okay. First up, Titans at Dolphins. Four and eight Titans, nine and three Dolphins. We talked about the Titans earlier losing somehow to the Colts. Total Plinko game. Levis, 16 of 33 for 224. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked six times. Lost a fumble. Henry, 21 for 102 and two touchdowns before he was knocked out of the game. Miami, this is the only game we haven't talked about. Miami just, just by the way, that was my fifth pick in uh, millions. I just took the Dolphins. God, that was the easiest of the bunch. They just destroy the uh, Commodores. Miami first drive, three plays, six, uh, 86 yards, two and a Tyreek for 78, seven to nothing. Dolphins, 928 left first quarter, 10 to nothing now. First and 10 for Washington at their own 38. Howell picked at point blank range by Andrew Van Ginkle to the house, 32 yards, 17 to nothing. Dolphins, we're still in the first quarter. The route is on. Uh, Skins did, did go 75 yards, 10 plays. Howell in from one, 17 to seven, 1104 left in the second quarter, but then Miami right back, third and seven at their own 42 at Tyreek. For 60, 24 to 7, Miami, 914 left second quarter. And then after a Washington punt, Miami would go 76 yards on 11 plays. Mostert in from one, 31 to 7 at the half. It was 247 to 130 total yards at halftime. Tyreek had 148 alone. He was outgaining Washington by himself. Second half opening drive, Miami 75 yards, nine plays. Eight Chan in from four, 38 to 7, Miami, 936 left third quarter. Then Washington uh, would answer back. Howell in from 13 and a two-point conversion, 38 to 15. 431 left third quarter, but then Miami would score again. Uh, 45 to 15, you know the rest. Tua, 18 for 24 for 280. Two touchdowns, no picks, no sacks. Tyreek, 5 for 157 and two touchdowns. He's going to get there, baby. He's going to get to 2,000 for the first time ever in NFL history. They outgained Washington 406 to 245. They held Washington to 11 first downs and 12 completed forward passes. Miami hosting Tennessee. I'll say Miami by 10 and a hook. Oh, you are light. Dolphins, 13-point favorites. Oh, man. All right, final I, I game. I think I got it. I mean, it's Dolphins or nothing, right? Yeah, you can't. You Especially can't. in these type of games. We'll yeah. talk about this more in the more, Not a standalone, but like one of two games on national television. Are they going to crush them? They're going to crush Especially this Tennessee team. To me, it's interesting because I think they're kind of easy to figure, relatively easy to figure out yeah. betting-wise because Derrick Henry is either part of the game or not part of the game right. based on the opponent. Them playing the Miami Dolphins, Derrick Henry's not a part of the game because the Dol Dolphins are going to score too much. Though somehow they only beat the Raiders by seven, so there is that. So I don't know. It's Chalk McChalkerson, but it's like it's better than most of these games this week, I think. Yeah. All right, you got one more. Yeah. Same time, same day. Packers at Giants. The Packers, who are now 6-6, six and six, and yes, Matt LaFleur back, should be back in the Coach of the Year discussion. I really believe that. I think I saw 30 is when I, lo when I looked earlier. Uh, it's kind of back. Jordan Love, 25 of 36 for 267. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked only twice in victory against the Chiefs last night. LaFleur, you ready for this stat on Matt LaFleur? In yeah, what you got? 16-0 straight up in December. Whew. <laughs> he had a pretty good quarterback. He did. 
16 and 0. <laughs> and the Giants were idle. Giants are 4 and 8. Uh, Packers, after last night, Packers by six. Ding, ding, ding. I mean, come on. It got to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what I we- can't bet it, but yeah. Dude, Jordan Love is good. I know. No, I know. I hate to I tell know. people. All right. So what did I. Unlike, so last week, I loved four. I bet I him during the show. I know. I don't love, week. love anything here, but I kind of like Jacksonville if it's three or lower. Played that. And you're saying it's three? I think we're still threes widely available. Of course, something, this is before the game tonight, so God Th- forbid something Threes happens. widely available. So, yes, yeah, yeah, I bet it, and you're right. But if you are going to bet games like this, I think you got to bet them smaller than you normally would because they're playing tonight. You don't know what could happen. I kind of like Indianapolis because I kind of like them every week, and they kind of get home for me. Yeah, they've been working out for you, man. As that doesn't make me like super confident in, in Minshew, but yeah. and I could see them going into Cincinnati and getting beat again. But I, I well, the I defense said it, is terrible. That's the only problem right now, right? I, I said it though. Their bye was at the exact right time. They had a week to rest at five and five. You could tell Jonathan Taylor was ramping up. Um, so I kind of like them, but I don't love these like last week, man. Yeah, let's see how low that Detroit game gets against Chicago. Like if that got to three, that'd be a play. I think Detroit. it would be a play for me, too. We did get a tweet about that. I answered it. Yeah. I, I, three and a half. I feel like it's going to probably sit there all week, but maybe not. If it gets to three, it'll be a play for me. I did lay the three with the Cowboys already, and if, you have, if you're in the same mindset, get there, get there now because we're going mainly three and a half now on that Eagles-Cowboys game. And then I think with that uh, Chiefs-Bill line moving, you know, I think I'm going to do a Bills-Ravens teaser is what I'm going to end up doing. Yeah. I'm just talking about sides here for a contest and for bets here. I, I, I mean – Dallas laying three or less again, the three, let's say it's three right now. Dallas laying three against the Eagles, maybe. And what about the two chalk one? Miami, 13 versus Tennessee. And then what was the other one? San Francisco double digits against Seattle. Like I, these are like the squarest, chalkiest things in the world, but it's like uh, I'd rather lose on that than some of these others. I'd much, I'd much more quickly go to uh, the Dolphins in that, that situation than, yeah, me the, too. than the Niners. Me too. Um, as much as I love the Niners and Brock Purdy. It's Seattle. a lot of pressure on Seattle the Seattle has a lot of, up. yeah, that's right. So I like this. Not Seattle near- was a little impressive last week. Yeah, they were. I don't like this nearly as much as last week, but I like it better than two weeks ago. Let's put it that way. Thanksgiving week. Let's go Jags tonight and then next week too. Thank you to Chris Malika. That was fun talking uh, FSU. We appreciate that. Best Bets is next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.